Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to be obviously conscious of the fact that uh, it is daytime, so if anybody is of uh, any sensitive nature, obviously the next topic is about suicide. But I wanted to ask you, would you agree with the idea of assisted suicide being legalised in Ireland? Former Junior Minister John Halligan has revealed he helps people find information about travelling to Switzerland to access assisted suicide and said he would do it again. And, of course, there is legislation out there, by the way, to stop you helping somebody. When I say helping somebody, actually bringing them over, for example, or arranging the flights, as we've seen in the past in previous court cases. Now, the former Independent Alliance TD, who retired from politics earlier this year, has called on politicians to finish the work he started on the bill that would decriminalise assisted suicide in specific cases. Now, it comes, as patient advocate Vicky Phelan said, uh, the doll should have the balls uh, to pass a law to allow people with terminal illnesses like her to legally die with dignity in Ireland. Uh, in 2015, Mr Halligan introduced the Dying with Dignity Bill, but it stalled after the government collapsed the following year and Mr Halligan became junior minister in 2016 and was no longer able to move his own private members' bills. Uh, people before profit, Gino Kenny, uh, has now introduced the same bill. If passed, it would give people with incurable and progressive illnesses the right to assisted suicide if they are likely to die within six months. At the moment, it is a crime in Ireland, punishable by a prison term of up to 14 years. And Mr Halligan said uh, he had been contacted by a number of people with terminal illnesses who wanted to access legal assisted suicide in Switzerland. Dignitas, of course, in Switzerland he's talking about. He said, if someone wants, uh, if someone comes to me and asks me to tell them how to get there and how to do it, I will. And at the moment, aiding and abetting, of course, or counselling the suicide of another person is also illegal. But the former Waterford TD said he was not afraid of being prosecuted for passing on information about suicide abroad. Dignitas, of course, again, he was talking about, which is the Swiss non-profit organisation. And he's been helping uh, people, or helping to guide people through assisted suicide within Switzerland uh, since 1998. Or they have, shall I say. Uh, now, according to its figures, at the end of the year, it had 56 Irish members... Uh, obviously 56 Irish people were attending Dignitas and Dignitas had said it had helped a total of nine Irish people access assisted suicide in 2003 uh, Mr Halligan or since 2003 Mr Halligan who worked with Fine Gael during the last government said he believed conservative estimates in that party of, and Fianna Fáil uh, would try to block assisted suicide but look the bottom line is I want to know do you agree with us? Do you agree with assisted suicide? If there was a vote in the morning, which I don't think there has to be a referendum in relation to it, by the way, but I'll get more information on that in a second when I speak to Tom Curran. But let me know, uh, would you agree with us? Um, Tom Curran, by the way, in 2013, his partner of 25 years, Marie Fleming, took a landmark case, you may remember, to Ireland's High Court and later to the Constitutional Supreme Court, arguing that as a disabled sufferer of MS, she had a constitutional right to receive assistance in dying. Uh, sadly, she didn't win her case and later passed away. I want to speak to Tom, uh, Tom Curran, who's the director of Exit International and the partner of the late Marie Fleming. Good afternoon to you, Tom. Good afternoon. Um, Tom, obviously you've heard what John Halligan has said, what other people have said, but what is the the current way this legislation can be changed? Uh, Can this be changed in the bureaucracy? I mean, would we have to have a referendum to change the law? No, no, that was one of the things that was established in the uh, Supreme Court when when the the appeal went to the Supreme Court from the High Court. One of the things that they stated was that there was no constitutional impediment to bringing in a law that would allow for this, or changing the law, to, to stop at the uh, criminal offence. 
to assist someone in suicide. So then, why did if we and I, I'm sorry, and I don't want to bring back bad memories for you. When I say bad memories, obviously the memories of Maria are wonderful, but the bad memories of the court case. I mean, the judges in the case, from what I remember, um, were all very empathetic uh, to Maria and and to what what happened and, and her situation. But um, in, in relation to why they couldn't then allow it to happen, if it wasn't unconstitutional, the reasons they cited would have been what? Well, the court has limited power. Uh, we, we, we took a constitutional challenge against the law, uh, the, the Suicide Act, which was brought in in 1993, which made it a criminal offence to assist a suicide. Prior to that, suicide itself was illegal, so obviously a hel- assisting a suicide would have been illegal as well. Okay, but, and we, but, we've but, talked about, the, obviously, the other yeah. case of people who have helped individuals as well. We had one landmark case on that going back some time ago as well, and we spoke to the person right, about yes. that. Okay, but, but going so, so, forward, so so going forward, where where do you see this time? Who should be allowed sorry, to help just, who? Just to answer the question you asked me, that the only power that, that the court would have had would be to strike out that law. And they weren't prepared to do that on the basis that that might lead to abuse of other people. What they said was that a proper bill should be drafted and presented to the Oireachtas, uh, either in the Senate or, or the, 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 the Dáil, and that they had the power then to bring that law in and make sure that there were safeguards in it. So but that law was drafted, or that bill mm, was drafted, okay. by myself and four barristers. John Halligan presented it, but as you said, it fell. Okay, when you talk about the safeguards and the concerns yeah. around assisted suicide or assisted dying or whatever way people want to word it, okay, the concerns always are that you are devaluing people who are elderly, that there's always that concern, the ad hoc story of somebody who wants to get rid of their mother quicker so they can get the inheritance and they convince the mother that her life is not worth living anymore. There's all those concerns by people who have different moral values, I suppose, that we all we all think differently about this. And they believe that, you know, it, it'll go down some sort of rabbit holes whereby people will be devalued in society and worth less as they get older. Do, do you understand why people feel that way? Of, of course, and, and everybody's entitled to their own point of view. But just because something is made available doesn't make it compulsory. People don't have to avail of it. And there is always the danger that there are people out there that will take advantage of other people. There's absolutely no doubt about that. I mean, for instance, there's a law against murder, but that doesn't stop people being murdered because people devalue other people's lives and are prepared to take them. But here we're talking about an individual who has the the capability of rational thought. We're not talking about somebody making a decision for somebody else. We're talking about somebody making a decision for themselves. Okay, and who decides, according to the bill or the legislation that you have put together, the bill that you've put together, who decides, when you say based on rational thought, who decides whether that person has rational thought? Will they have to see three psychologists before they make that decision? Will they be examined before they make that decision? Will somebody have to sign it off and say, yes, we declare this person has a terminal illness and we declare this person is of sound mind? Who, Who decides that? Well, well that, that was part of the bill, that yes, there would have to be approval and there would have to be psychological tests of the person themselves. Now, personally, I don't think that's necessary because if a, if a person, we, we mentioned murder, or at least I mentioned murder just a minute ago, if a person decides to take someone else's life, they're assumed to be sane. There's no psychological test on them unless it's called for. But the assumption is that if a person takes someone else's life, they were rational when they were doing it on their charge. Yeah, but that's murder. illegal. Mur- we, we know murder is illegal. That's not going to change. No, but, but here we're talking about a person deciding for themselves where they're not doing any harm to anybody else. And why should we not assume that they are rational when they're doing that? 
Do you it's believe an, do you believe life. anybody should be allowed to choose? I, I remember Ricky Gervais actually made the point going back a few years ago that he believed the law should allow you to take your own life, and he actually pointed at the time well, at the time the world was going through a pretty bad time with recessions, and a lot of people sadly were taking their own lives. And he said we should have somewhere where we can go if we want to take our lives at any stage of life, no matter what condition we're in. And he said the reason he said that was because, or he tried to explain it was that if he was feeling depressed or down and felt like taking his life that if he went to this centre that was available, that there would be psychologists and psychiatrists there. And he said, we'd probably save more lives because we would talk people out of it. So do you, be- do you believe yeah. that, that anybody, no matter whether you're sick or healthy, do you believe anybody should be allowed to make the decision legally to take their own lives and be assisted to do that by a doctor? Well, well there's two questions there. The first is should anybody be allowed to take their own life? That's already in law. No, no, no. I, I mean with the assistance of somebody else. We, well, hold on a sec now. A, a, a person can legally take their own life without any... Absolutely. Assistance. Now, and, and that is law. And we would encourage and people not Irish to do that, law. by the way. Can just so, so uh, of course, yes. Yeah, go and, talk and, to somebody. Uh, oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, but, but that is already there. Now, all we're talking about is method and, and whether a person should have the access to a peaceful and reliable death. And this is where the assistance comes in. But isn't, this what, isn't this what people are afraid of, Tom, that if that bill passes that all of a sudden it'll change. Because let's say, for example, I, I, I assume I'm fair, reasonably healthy anyway. If I'm feeling down, should I be able to go to a doctor and say, listen, oh, I've had enough of this world. Um, can you give me a couple of tablets there and I just want to be out? Should I be allowed well, to do that? Well, why not? Okay, so it, well then isn't that it's the fear life. that people have that we, we go from terminally ill already, people, what's next? No, we've already decided that a person has a right to take their own life. We decided that in 1993. And as Ricky Gervais said, that if people, when they were feeling down and, and in a moment of anxiety or something like that, and they went for assistance, they would probably be caught. Whereas in a lot of cases now, those people are going off and hanging themselves or throwing themselves off bridges or attempting suicide unsuccessfully and ending up... Without any you know, intervention. Worse, ending up, exactly. Whereas at least now we would flag them. And there would be a possibility of preventing an awful lot of the suicide that exists. Now, in a situation where a person has a terminal illness or is very likely to have a very, very bad death and prolonged death, surely we should be humane enough to allow them well, to we, make We kind of are, Tom, in a sense that when you go in and if you have somebody who's in a lot of pain, for example, be it with cancer or whatever it happens to be, at end of life, I mean, what we do is essentially euthanasia because we up the dosage of but morphine. The, but that's the difference. We're The doctor or whoever applies that method that you're talking about is making the decision. You're not putting that decision back in the hands of the person themselves. It's the doctor who says, I, I, I think this person has had enough. Not asking them whether they've had enough or not. And it's the doctor who is in complete control of that process. Whereas what we're advocating is that's the control of that process and that decision should be in the hands of the person whose life we're talking about. Okay, in, 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 Tom, you would know more about this than I do, but in the countries around the world that do, but Switzerland obviously the one that yeah. comes to everybody's mind, but in the countries that do allowed, uh, allow assisted suicide or assisted uh, dying, yeah. I mean, what is generally the criteria? It doesn't go or stretch as far as the, the Ricky Gervais theory or, or, no. that, or the theory we spoke about a second ago. So what normally would be the criteria that would be, I suppose, required? An application is made through, through the medical profession. An assessment is done as to whether the person qualifies under the law in that particular country. The different countries have different laws. But we we did, we did have one case, was it in Belgium or was it in Switzerland about two or three years ago, where a child 
Um, yeah. uh, I think that I, I think it was in Belgium, yes, where a child, where his mother and father gave permission for it. That's right, yes. Now, yes. No, that, no, that's, that's unacceptable, was, Tom, isn't it? But that was a very unusual situation. But it doesn't matter how unusual it is, it's unacceptable, isn't it? That, I, that I, a parent I, would I, give permission I, for I, a child to be, to be uh, assisted in dying. I'm certainly not disagreeing with you on that. Uh, certainly not. I, I think but this I, would have to be over what 18s. I said, what I said earlier on was rational adults. Yeah. And, and that's what I would stick to. The, the two of those have to be the criteria. The person has to be an adult, because is a child capable of making an adult decision or a rational decision? Well, 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 I'll tell you what, Tom, 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 I'm a little bit late here running for a break. Will you hang on with me till after the break? Stay with me yep. for a second. Okay. I was speaking to Tom Curran. Uh, Tom is the partner, the ex-partner of Mary Fleming, of course, who took a case, a landmark case, the High Court in relation to assisted suicide. And I'm asking you your opinion on it. Um, John Halligan has spoke about it. Other ministers have spoke about it. The bill is ready to go again. Uh, would you agree with it? Now, obviously, you won't have a say in it because it's not going to go to a referendum. But I'm asking you, theoretically, if you did have a say in it and you were there in the ballot box and you were asked to vote yes or no to allow people for example, who are terminally ill, uh, who are copus mentis and, and, you know, could make up their own minds. Um, would you assist somebody to die? Let me give you a theoretical situation. You're there, you wish your father or your mother, your brother, your sister, whoever it happens to be, and they're of sound mind and they're dying in pain and they know they're going to die. It's, they're terminally ill. And they said to you, for whatever reason, they can't obviously move their arms or legs or whatever it is, they're in a bed. There's two tablets over there and a glass. I don't want to live anymore. Will you please put me out of my pain and can you feed me those? Would you do it? That's a way of thinking about it, isn't it? Let me know what you think. Uh, would you do it for somebody you love? Uh, the number is 087 Alright, so the kid text coming in. Somebody said, I can see why assisted suicide is seen as a good thing, but I'm also aware how other referendum results have been exploited by vested interests as a way of ushering in far more extreme societal changes. I'm thinking, of course, of the marriage equality referendum, a laudable goal, uh, which I supported. Yet, uh, here we are a few years later with LGBTQ flags flying everywhere, drag queen story hours, extreme sex ed in our schools and transitioning of children under the age of 16, etc., etc. Who could have saw that coming? And I suppose, Tom, this is the concern. That if you allow something, the sky is going to fall in. And that's what a lot of people feel, that, you know, it gets exploited by, you know, as he mentions there, you know, vested interests. Uh, Yes, and and it's a very real concern. But I think we have the opportunity of looking at some of the places like Oregon, like Washington, like California, where they have brought this in. And there hasn't been a creep or this slippery slope that people talk about. Mm -hmm. It's worked very well in those countries. The death rate hasn't gone up. What it said is that no more people die, but people avoid a bad death. And that's all that we're talking about. But the and is, is there evidence? Is there evidence? Out. I mean, is there evidence to the contrary, for example, that if you introduce this with psychological assessment, etc., etc., or whatever it happens to be, that sometimes people can be talked out of it? I mean, you know, is there evidence to the contrary? Yes, yes, yes. yes there is. There, 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 one of the, the best, rate are the, the longest running, uh, apart from Switzerland and Holland and Belgium, is Oregon in the States. And Oregon put a lot of effort into putting their bill together. And there is evidence that it prevents irrational suicide because people do present themselves wanting help and they are stopped. Or they're talked out of it or they're, they, they get over the period of depression or whatever it is that they happen to have or anxiety that they happen to have and it does save lives. Because the last, the last thing we want is a facility whereby people who are feeling temporarily down in the Absolutely. dumps, I yeah. mean, are going to go, you know, and assist them, insist on dying. Because, I mean, that's not something that, that's not the goal we want to achieve from this, is it? Certainly. Absolutely. Absolutely no doubt about that. But it, there is evidence that it does catch people 
who would spontaneously go and take their own life. Instead, they go looking for help to do that. And, and they get the help to stay alive. See, I, I, I'm also wondering about Irish people. I'm not disagreeing with you, Tom, by the way, but I'm wondering about Irish people. And Irish people, generally speaking, you know, they will hang in there till the last minute because we're, we're, you know, and we're great people for, I mean, I, I asked the question kind of, you know, theoretically there before the break that if, you know, if your parent or somebody was sitting in the yeah. bed and they were dying in pain and they knew they only had, say, two months to live and they said to you, there's two tablets over there and a glass of water, would you feed it to me? And I'm sure you would have, Tom, obviously, in your circumstance. Uh, but, but But in saying that, there are a lot of Irish people, we're still quite a religious country, who believe that it, God is the only one who can do that. Of course, yeah. And, and, and what do you, and what do you say to those people, apart from the no, fact that you do respect their religion? I don't really say anything to them. They have their views, and it's, as I said earlier on, just because doesn't make a complaint. They are quite free, and I would... I'm, I'm losing you there. Just move your head slightly, Tom. Just losing you a little bit. Of Sorry, they're quite free to make their own decisions, you were saying. Exactly, and I would support their right and, and help them to stay alive if that's what they want. But they shouldn't get in the way of people who don't want that. But isn't that the same argument we had with abortion? That, you know, oh, look, you know, I don't object to somebody else having that abortion, but don't, don't force it on us with legislation because I don't believe it should be happening in this country. They believe it shouldn't be allowed in the country. I mean, the argument yes. was it doesn't affect you if you're not going to ever have an abortion. But that wasn't the way it panned out during the debate. The argument was it's a, it's a societal change. And yes, people say, I don't want to live in a society who allows people to, to, you know, to be assisted in taking their own lives. Or I don't want to live in a well, society that allows people to, you know, to, to have a termination of pregnancy. Or I don't want to live in a society that allows gay people to get married. Or They were always the arguments, aren't they? Yeah, but, but the, the opposite argument applies just as well. I don't want to live in a society that doesn't allow it. You know? Okay. All right, okay. How do you think, by the way, if there was a vote on it, Tom, tomorrow... If it had well, to go, if it had to go to a referendum, how do, yeah. how do you see that panning out? How would well, you think any, it? Would? Any, any poll that has been taken came out overwhelmingly in favour. Okay, it'll be interesting. I might just throw a poll on you under the break. But listen, Tom, thank you very much indeed for okay. joining us on the air. You're welcome. And I appreciate it. All right, uh, there you go. Tom Curran uh, talking about uh, the new bill, the Dying with Dignity bill, which is now being put forward again by Gino Kenny. Uh, but I want to know what you think. And you can send us a text or whatever it is you want to send us. Uh, the number is 087 You can WhatsApp or text us or even email us if you like. We get lots of emails. Loads of texts, by the way, coming in in relation to it. And another person says, when I was younger working in a hospital, and I cannot go on the radio, but the child uh, was in it was a child in extreme pain, 10 years of age. The parents, uh, when told he needed an amputation of the limb to save the child's life, refused to allow it. The child went to a consultant and got legal advice and had the amputation um, and uh, signed their own consent form. Let me just very quickly go to Mick. Mick, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Mick? Hello, how's it going? Okay, the point I want to make is approximately six years ago, my mother had come down with Alzheimer's over a number of years and she got, she got very bad. It was one Friday evening, after I came from work, we used to take turns home minding her. But myself and my wife went over to a local restaurant. My sister was putting her to bed, but it was my turn to, to stay the night. And my sister ran, that she had, had sort of slipped down off a low chair and had sat on the ground. And couldn't, my sister couldn't get her up. I went back over and I had to ring two friends. It took three of us to lift her into the bed. Twelve weeks later, she died. And 12 weeks later, I, I, 12 weeks later, I could have lifted her into the coffin on my own. She mm. lost her swallow after about six weeks, and for the last five weeks, six weeks, literally died. I'm Sorry, sorry to hear that, Tom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. 
The issue I want to make is, yes, I would give it. I got sleeping tablets from somebody to give to her. And they dribbled out the side of her mouth. I pulled the doctor that night. And the doctor is dead since. But I pulled the doctor that night. And I said, if he didn't do something, I would go into jail, gladly. Rather, rather than watching her die in pain and without dignity. Right. He went out to the car. He got some. He shut the door. And he came back here and said he'd be, she'd be gone tonight. She went at half four in the morning. I said, so he, he, he just accelerated the process. He done. So, I look, the man is dead now, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, he done something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the comparison to that is my father's mind until 10 minutes before he died was perfect. He could tell you who played for Dublin in 1956. However, he was on dialysis for a number of years. So about six months after my mother died, he was in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in getting dialysis. And he decided he'd been saying for a while he didn't want to go on. He met with the medical team, and that was on a Wednesday. And what they said is, look, we won't bring him for dialysis on Friday. And he'll be two weeks on Monday to bring for dialysis. Mm-hmm. He died the following Wednesday. And he was... I know, well, this is the pain I made to Tom. We do assist people in dying, in some sense, when we increase morphine doses, when we do things like that, or maybe that, that doctor uh, did what he did, although probably rec- probably recognised by law as being illegal, by the way, but uh, whatever. Well, two different scenarios. Oh, no, I, know, I, I, I do get it, and I do, I do understand exactly what you're saying. And listen, my condolences to you on the last year, uh, your mother, Mick, it must have been a, a terrible situation. Um, thank you very much indeed, Mick. I'm sorry I don't have enough time to talk to you more, and I'd love to, uh, to talk about this more, but so many people are texting in relation to it. A lot of people agree with it some people disagree with it real people real opinions real talk radio the multi award winning Niall Boylan show classic hits